Hello and welcome to episode 69 of the Sustainable E-Commerce Podcast, the show dedicated to helping you build your brand for a healthier planet. As always, I'm your host, Giles Smith. Now, there is no doubt that we're now entering an age of increased scrutiny. Scrutiny from regulators who are increasingly cracking down on false claims, but also scrutiny from potential customers and consumers who are looking for ways to validate their choices and feel confident that the brands they buy from are in fact doing the right things. And of course that usually means third party certification, and by far the fastest growing certification brand in terms of both consumer awareness and brand adoption is B Corp. You've almost certainly already heard of B Corp certification, but if you haven't, it's a business level certification that examines the conduct and impact of your business across five key areas, including workers, customers, the environment, community and governance. If you're a sustainable purpose-driven brand, it's quickly becoming a very important part of your proof landscape. But the benefits of going through the process by no means stop at getting a nice badge for you to add to your website. To explore the B Corp process in more detail and to help give you a deeper understanding of what's involved, my guest today is Tim Jones, founder of GrowGood. Tim, in fact, was the first qualified B Corp consultant in New Zealand and is better known as that B Corp bloke. Since 2014, he's helped hundreds of brands of all sizes successfully navigate what is a complicated and often daunting process. So with that, let's start the show. Tim Jones, welcome to the show. Hello. Kia ora. Thanks for having me. Oh, kia ora. Yes, I'd forgotten that was the typical welcome in, <laughs> in New Zealand. I'd forgotten yeah. that. I should, I should have opened with that to start with. I, and, I do apologise. Tim, how are you? I'm good. And, and being half Welsh, we could also throw in the old Shemai just to make ah, it really okay. multicultural. And, and yeah, g'day. Uh, uh, and g'day for g'day, all our Australian mate. listeners. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. I love it. And uh, good morning uh, to all the English English listeners out there yeah, as well. Hello. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I love it. I love it. Uh, Tim, thanks for joining me today. I think um, uh, I've, for everyone who's listening, I've invited Tim on the show because he is an absolute legend when it comes to helping brands get involved with the B Corp process and get through that B Corp process as seamlessly as possible. Um, and I know that it's a question that's sitting out there for a lot of brands, whether they should do it, how they, what it means, what benefits of it are. So I thought we would have Tim on the show and talk through and unpick all of those little knotty questions that we have. Um, so Tim, but before we get into all the details of the B Corp stuff, tell us a yep. little bit about yourself and how you came to be this amazing, the, well, to be the B Corp bloke. Well, self-named B Corp, so, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I discovered B Corp um, on the back end of what I call a hard Brexit from the corporate world, and then having gone through a really good early midlife crisis. So I used to sell medical devices, so hips and knees, and then spinal instruments and implants. So my job was to convince an orthopedic or neurosurgeon that they should be using our kit and then go into the operating theatre and support the surgeon doing the procedure. So that was kind of what I was doing. And um, the, the really short uh, 
version of that story is go and watch The Bleeding Edge on Netflix, which is an expose of the sort of malfeasance and corruption of the medical device industry. And you'll see why I left. Um, but yeah, it was it was ultimately the um, we had a series of massive earthquakes here in Christchurch, 2010, 2011. And then 2012, um, my wife and I had our daughter. And that just led to me having basically what's called a subconscious awakening around like, well, what am I actually doing with my life? And, you know, is there more to it? And it turns out after a few years of self-discovery and internal monologue, yeah, maybe there is. And so I left the medical device world, got into um, a property consultancy. Uh, I, I just wanted to get into a leadership position in, in a different industry, did that. And um, again, kind of realized that actually everyone just cares about making money and they don't really care about the social or environmental outcomes of, you know, the, the buildings that are going up or, or whatever's or whatever's going on. And, and you know, and that was the, the, the end point of the medical device industry. Most Most of the big medical companies will prioritize shareholder return over mm. patient outcomes. And so I was left in a bit of a quandary. And um, yeah, when I was working for this property consultancy, I, I went down some internet wormholes. And on one of those, I discovered this thing called B Corp. And I was like, well, this is this is interesting. This was in 2014. So back then there were two B Corps in New Zealand. Um, and I think there was like maybe 800 globally or, or around about 1,000 globally. <clears throat> and so, yeah, I went down this sort of rabbit hole and I thought, wow, this is interesting. This is a whole way of doing business, which is kind of what I'm trying to rationalize in my mind. It's like, well, yeah, you make money, but you don't do it at the, at the expense of uh, property, you know, uh, uh, people or planet. And I was like, wow, this sounds really cool. And I thought, well, there, there can't be one in New Zealand. Maybe this property company I'm working for, maybe we could be the first B Corp. And um, I went on there. There was a directory and I went online. I was like, damn it, there's two in New Zealand already. And I thought, well, there can't be one in the South Island. Like maybe we could be the first one in the South Island. It's like, damn it, there's one in Christchurch. Um, and so I emailed this guy, Steve Arder, and just said, hey, he, he was, the, well, he is still the CEO of this company, Eagle Protect. And I was like, hey, I've, I've just stumbled across this B Corp thing. It sounds really interesting. Can I come and meet you? And he said, sure. So I went out for, we booked in like a 45 minute meeting and I left his office about three hours later, just with my head exploded with the, this, yeah, like re realizing that I might be crazy in thinking that the world could be run in a different way. But hey, I've just met someone else and he's part of a community of other businesses. So, yeah, I, I literally fell into it um, is how I found it. And then since then, Steve was was <laughs> he's quite humble about it, but he is so B Corp. He was a B Corp in New Zealand before B Lab, which is the company that runs the certification. We're even in the Asia Pacific region. So right. that's how B Corp he is. And Steve had done a lot of work trying to build the movement. He was running movie nights and, you know, open uh, open evenings in their warehouse and, and, you know, showing people what a B Corp was. And I guess I just kind of helped pick up some of that slack with Steve. And, um, yeah, I just became a bit of a B Corp fanboy for, for a couple of years. And then eventually was still was working for the property company, then um, left them and got into coaching and training. That was kind of something that I always wanted to get into. And um, working for a small family business based in Taranaki, uh, in sort of uh, yeah, New Plymouth, uh, in the sort of north, north on the North Island on on the west coast. And um, I pitched B Corp to them, but they were like, "Yeah, it kind of sounds interesting, but we're a bit too small." And back then, still, you know, there was still only like two B Corps. Mm. And um, unfortunately, I got made redundant in late 2015, and I just kind of thought, "Well, look, I've been telling everyone else that they should be a B Corp. Maybe I should put my money where my mouth is." So I thought, "Well." If I don't, if I don't give my own gig a go now, I was kind of, you know, mid thirties, our daughter was about two. It's kind of like, if I go and get a job now, I'm going to be stuck with the golden handcuffs probably for the rest of my life. So yeah, started the business and um, just started going out talking to people about this B Corp thing. And here we are.
seven, eight years later, still doing it. <laughs> Amazing. And so what's changed, do you think, in the world now? Because obviously we've gone from two B Corps in New Zealand. I don't know how many there are now, but there's certainly thousands around the world. Um, and and yep. the momentum here in Australia is enormous. I think, you know, certainly APAC is one of the yep. quickest growing regions for B Corp, as I understand it right now. What, what's changed, do yep. you think? So we've we just tipped over 100 in New Zealand, which, um, you know, on some days you think that. And I, and I think in this Australia, New Zealand region, we, we, I think we hit 500 late last year. So we must be close to six or yeah. 700 in the region now. I haven't, haven't checked for a while. And, you know, on some days you think that is amazing. That's a big number. But then you also reflect that that's only actually about 0.01% of mm. companies that are registered limited companies globally. So there's about just over 6,000 globally. It's about 0.01%, give or take. So yes, it feels like the, the movement has grown massively. I mean, we, we would be caught number six in New Zealand. So when, when I look at that and you go, and you see these companies certifying, you go, who, who are you? Like, I've never even mm. heard of you. Whereas before it would be the same six companies. Hey, you guys still a B Corp? Yep, yeah, we're still a B Corp. Have you met anyone else who wants to be a B Corp? No, we've spoken to loads of people, but no one's interested. So there has been this absolutely, um, yeah, like huge growth in the movement the last few years. I think definitely the last two to three years is where it's really, really mm. picked up. Um, two to three years ago, I would be this annoying guy emailing people saying, hey, you know, hey, Giles, um, have you heard of this thing called B Corp? Because kind of what you do, you're basically behaving like a B Corp. And I think it could be really cool for you. And those people would email me back or, or not. And if they did, they'd kind of go, mm, what is this thing? It's maybe sounds vaguely interesting. Whereas now we get people ringing us going, hey, no, I, I know what B Corp is. I want to do it. I, I just want to know if you can help me. And that has just flipped. It was about two and a half years ago that just flipped. So I think I think there's a there's a range of external pressures that are leading people to reconsider what mm. they're doing. I think um, we we typically say to companies if they're if they're kind of we, we would call people not yet on the journey, be curious. If someone's be curious and they're trying to work out is this thing for us, well we we typically say to them, well wh which of these four groups of humans are maybe interested in you proving the good that you're doing because it's either going to be your customers, your staff, your investors, or people in your supply chain are increasingly wanting to know what you're doing. So I think, um, and I think that awareness has been driven surprisingly, I think from the big end of town, you know, the bigger companies are now having to uh, disclose, you know, climate-based uh, emissions and what have you. So there's a lot of stuff filtering down from these bigger companies, which is putting pressure on those supply chains for people to find out and, and see what's actually mm. going on. Um, and then I think COVID has had a big role to play as well. I think a, a lot of people at home, you know, we collectively all walked our dogs within an inch of their lives. And a lot of people had some time to think and reflect and, oh, you know, the sky is a bit clearer today there's not no no you know trails from the plains and i can hear the birds and there is no cars and ooh, all our carbon emissions have disappeared overnight mm, okay well this is this is interesting and i think that kind of collective just just like the the, the realization that you know that, that mortality is a thing which i think covid kind of put to the front of people's minds more so kind of collectively i think we've all had a bit of a shake-up that actually life is short and something could, could come and get you and wipe you out next week. And so I think a combination of those factors have led to these four groups of people all kind of going, actually, do you know what? Life is short. I want to do the best that I can. And I want to see how I can, you know, uh, I guess, um, show that through the work yeah. that I do, which is where we spend most of our time. I mean, I think that absolutely jibes with, I think, the same drivers that are driving growth in the sustainable brand industry overall. Um, you know, so the two things are absolutely hand in hand in lockstep. Yep. And I, I think 
you know, I'd be very yeah. surprised at this point if any of the if anyone's if any of the people that are listening to to this show, I'd be very surprised if you haven't already heard of B Corp. So I don't want to spend any time explaining what it is, but I think perhaps it's worthwhile just taking a moment, you know, to go, okay, well, there there is this huge trajectory, there is this real growth in recognition of that particular brand, the B Corp uh, certification brand in the marketplace and in the industry that you're whatever industry you're working in. But Tim, what are some of the reasons why now might be a really great time for brands to get stuck into this? What What are you seeing, and what What are your thoughts on that? The the, the, B, the B Corp certification is really interesting. Like I've, I've started asking this question in, in workshops and talks that I give uh, recently. It's like, has anyone done ISO certification? Anyone been through ISO? And there's always a couple of people. Yeah, yeah, we've been great. When you finished that certification, did you go and tell all your friends and family about how great it was? And did you post on social media about how you've achieved ISO? No, no one's ever done that. Okay, who's done B Corp? And there's increasingly now, there's a couple of people in the room who've done B Corp. And it's like, great. Did you kind of enjoy the process as much as you could? Yeah, it's, it's a rigorous you know, certification framework process. But when you got your certification, did you shout from the rooftops and tell your friends and family that they should be a B Corp? Yes, we did. And so I, I don't really know how it's happened and I don't think it was intentional, but B Corp seems to have just captured the hearts and minds and imaginations of mm. the pop- of the populace, whether it's customers, employees, or, or brands themselves. So there is something special in the B Corp um, um, sort of framework or certification, which yeah, I can't quite put my finger on as to what how it's happened. But this is the thing that you know, as I've said, there's these four groups of people that want to know what you're doing, increasingly, and like I say, it's going to be one or all four of them are going to be yeah, looking at what you're doing. And the challenge for sustainable for brands that want to prove their sustainability is exactly that. How do you prove it? You know, the the bigger companies typically mm. are really good at greenwashing. Um, you know, there's some large retailers here in New Zealand who would talk about how they've got more and more sustainable options in store. Well, what does that mean? You know, is that is that one less piece of plastic crap that you're selling, or does that mean that everything is mm. now in a recyclable packaging, but it's still fundamentally plastic crap in the middle? Well, I don't know because you're not really giving me any true detail here so what what i what i really like about b corp and and it is not perfect it is not the silver bullet but in terms of you being able to prove the good that you're claiming that you're doing to satisfy the demands from the four key you know key stakeholder groups about what you're doing it is the best that we've got and the reason for that is it's independently verified so there's loads of other certifications that you can kind of basically do them yourself you submit your assessment and they send you you know you pay some money and they send you a logo great happy days well we, we get to put a logo up b corp is what i like to call it rigorous but achievable process of independent verification around the claims that you're doing um it's social and environmental performance so again there's plenty of brands that might be that like they might have some of their um ingredients or some of their products fair trade certified or they might be living wage certified or they might be child labor free certified and that's kind of that's fantastic and not taking anything away from those but B Corp looks at your business across five areas. So it looks at your governance. So who who owns your business? Who controls the business? What reporting do you do? What accountability is there within your business for doing good? Um, It looks at workers. So how do you treat your staff? Uh, It looks at your community. So what community impact are you making? Are you buying and supporting local where possible? Are you hiring locally where possible? And and, and also looks at your supply chain, if you've got one. It looks at your environmental footprint. And then it also looks at how you treat your customers. And if you're providing like an extra benefit for your customers. So Independent verification, it's, I, I kind of hate the word holistic, but it is holistic, literally, because it looks at the whole of your business rather than just sort of one stream. 
Um, I definitely feel like it's the gold standard um, to meet um, and it's globally recognized and increasingly so. So if, if you're, you know, an Aussie based brand who's making something locally, but exporting, well, if you're, and particularly, you know, if you're in the FMCG sector, which I would imagine the vast majority of people doing e-commerce are, are, are have mm. some kind of consumer brand. Well, if you're selling into North America or Northern Europe, you know, the UK has now got over a thousand B Corps. You know, and if, if you go online um, and look at Waitrose Supermarket, you can filter brands by by those that are B Corp certified on their online shopping aisle. So, yeah, it's it's definitely coming to be the certification that um, people are looking for. Yeah. OK. And so what you've just described ultimately is is, you know, it's it's the ultimate badge of goodness, <laughs> I suppose, from a brand point of view. Right. But, but beyond yeah. that, beyond the the nice the nice badge that you can pin on your business and say, yeah, how, how great, what, you know, we are doing some great things and, and here's the proof. Um, you've also sort of described there, I think, the makings of actual revenue generation opportunities, both in terms of international expansion and being able to open doors to deals and other bits and pieces, but then also potentially to uh, get in front of more customers who are actively looking yep. to buy from brands that are doing well. I mean, that, that's that, that's what I just heard you say. Is that fair? Hundred percent. So we helped um, a local company here in Christchurch called Genora. Um, they are a D two C uh, brand who do um, uh, sort of makeup cosmetics and also sort of some uh, supplement type products. They've got these collagen based drink products um, that they were they had looked across all the different certifications because they, they've got a really tight community um, and relationship with the, with their customers. They like they've got a whole digital community that they've built around their client base. And the thing that the, the feedback they kept getting was, we, we we kind of think you're doing good, but we want to know that you're doing good. And they they are genuinely doing some really good stuff. But how do you like, how do you communicate that effectively and authentically, uh, where people will believe you? And they looked at a range of different certifications, and they settled on B Corp as being the one that they felt that would effectively allow them to, because going through the B Corp journey, like going through the certification journey, the, the framework of the assessment just lets you look at what are we actually doing under each of these sections with all these different questions we've got. And then you can reflect back on it and go, actually, we do do that. I'd forgotten about that. Mm. And for, and for Genora, a lot of stuff that they were doing, they just, they just thought was business as usual. Mm. And it's like, no, that's actually really special. So for example, they use um, uh, fish-based collagen instead of bovine collagen in their products. Well, and the fish uh, collagen that they get is a waste byproduct from the fishing industry. So rather than kind of like virgin cows being grown and f- and harvested for the collagen, which then has um, impacts in terms of rainforest uh, deforestation, they decided, no, we're going to take a slightly more expensive product as a byproduct from something else, because that just makes sense. And that's how we want to do it. And so they hadn't really considered that that was special and something that they should really be sort of telling you know where's the story in that it doesn't sound that exciting but it's like no actually that's a really cool story that people want to hear and so yeah they initially but again this is interesting like they they did it i was with colleen their chief operating officer yesterday at an event where we were uh we're in, we were talking with each other at the event and she said look you know initially they did approach it from a, like a marketing customer acquisition but actually they realized that by going through the process, A, they realized the depth of stuff that they were doing. And then they kind of actually went a bit more further down the purpose journey, having looked at what they could do. So it, it's a really multi, it's almost like a Swiss army knife in, in what you can get out of it. Yeah. Like you, you will get really good internal employee engagement. If you nail the storytelling authentically, you'll get great customer engagement. You'll get greater, you, you know, get really good access to potentially good investors because increasingly investors are looking at, you know, if you're trying to scale your business, 
sure, it's like, hey, what's the business look like? What are the numbers? But increasingly, they're also wanting to know, well, what's your environmental performance? Right. Um, yeah. So it's for me, it's a slam dunk. Yeah. I'm, I guess I'm a bit biased. Uh, I, 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 I guess you. I guess you are. That doesn't come across too strongly, obviously. Uh, but uh, as you sh- as you should be. Uh, but okay. So so that's cool, and and I and I get all that. But one of the things that um, you know, I, I often have conversations with brands. Uh, you know, and and they're often in the fairly early stages. Not necessarily, in, you yep. know, like I've just opened my doors today. What do I do now? But you know, the early stages of traction. When is a good time to get? your mind turned towards getting B Corp certification? Is it, is it, you know, yep. from, from day one, is it when you're, you know, you're doing 10 million, a hundred million dollars in revenue? Is there a good time? And, and what are your thoughts around um, whether people should, and, and uh, you know, what point in their process should they start thinking about this? I, I love my skiing and anyone who likes skiing will probably heard of a guy called Warren Miller who made these annual movies of crazy people doing crazy ski stuff. And at the end of all his movies, his final line was, if you don't do it this year, you'll be one year older when you do. And I kind of feel like it's the same with B Corp. Re- realistically, there's no kind of great time to do it because it, it, it it's, a, it's a decent project that you need to you know get going into a business. Mm. Small businesses can struggle just as much as big businesses. So big businesses typically struggle because you need to get hold of the CFO. Oh, well, the CFO's at a conference in Texas for the next three days. Okay. Oh, and then he's in Paris, you know, or whatever. Or you need to get hold of the chief technology officer and she's at a conference, you know, whatever. So big companies struggle because it's really hard to get hold of the right people. Small companies typically struggle because if you're the owner operator, most of the information that you're going to need to put into the assessment is either in your head or on your laptop. And so... I fundamentally believe that the earlier you can do it, the better, because if you've got plans to scale your business, you can use the framework to build your business around. So if you currently don't have any employees, let's say you've got a couple of contractors here or there that you, you know, you're, you're relying on, looking at the worker section on the assessment, think about, okay, well, if we want to hire one of these people, or ultimately we're going to get to a point where we're going to hire some people, well, how should we be thinking about treating our staff from a big core perspective? Let's just get that in our heads now so that when we get there, yeah, so generally, as early as possible would be my recommendation, because it's better to build, if you're genuinely committed to doing good and you want to go on the B Corp journey, it's better to build your business around the framework as much as you can with what you can do, rather than have to, re, you know, basically re-engineer your business um, or, or yeah, you know, come back and have to go down a different alleyway because you, did, you didn't realise what you were really going to be looking at doing. So, yeah, definitely the earlier. And actually, it's, it's, it's quicker and easier as a smaller business. Mm. Because you've got you've got less moving parts, less so to yes, yeah, less to handle, easier to get done, and then and also you're you're going to bake in a lot of the stuff just as business as usual from an early part, yeah. you know. So okay, well, we now need to have this as a KPI. Okay, well that's great. Let's find a tool or, or or software that can help us measure and report that. And quite often, there's things that you're that you can easily get to measure and report and help you track what you need to track as part of the part of the, like a new way of doing business that your other software can actually help you find that it's just that you didn't know that you'd need to have that yeah if that makes sense it totally yeah. makes sense and you know i often describe business growth as being like you know think about your business as being a boat you know a one-man band is like a little tinny you know, going out there and yeah, look, it's hard. It's hard yakka because you're the only one pulling the oars. But at the same time, you can turn literally on a dime if you want to. 100%. Big businesses are like yep. oil tankers, right? You just you cannot turn those yep. things. You cannot mm-hmm. adjust the direction they're going in very easily. It takes a long time and a lot of effort to do that. So that means, you know, yep. quite simply that if you are a business that's growing for good, if you're if you a purpose driven business, if you're impact brand, if you're a sustainable brand, 
the sooner you actually do this, the easier it's going to be to get there. And then because because this is not just a badge, this is, as I understand it, and I haven't done it myself. Uh, I'm very guilty of this. I'm having this conversation with you, <laughs> you know, pretending that I know what the heck I'm talking about. But I have not. I've I've got the I've got my my B Corp login, and I'm you know I'm sort of partially yeah. working through it. But I have not done this myself. So uh, please don't think that I'm a knowledge matter expert in this. I'm not at all. But um, one thing I do understand about it is that it gives you a almost like a blueprint for how to build a business in a in, yep. you know better. 100%. And what a fantastic yep. resource if you are in that position where you're growing a brand. What a fantastic resource that is. Yeah, 100%. And typically, you know, going through the the assessment, there's just a – so you 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 would answer around about 200 questions, give or take, going through the assessment, depending on the size and scale of, of your business. And going through the assessment, there will be questions that you're asked of your business that you just haven't – you didn't even know that that was a question to ask yourself. And so typically, you'll find there will be – learnings through that that will potentially lead to operational savings oh that's we've never thought about doing it that way okay well let's try that and we might get a saving on that um but equally by by getting it getting it done early on the in the piece you're going to attract the staff that you want quicker you're going to be able to potentially get you know doors opened into markets more quickly for the for the customer that is wanting to buy you know a truly sustainable brand so yeah the, the quicker you can do it, it it genuinely helps solve some of the big problems that you're having as a scale-up business or a startup business yeah. um and it can potentially accelerate that growth because if, if when you look at the number of bit the b corps by by sort of total numbers the vast majority are food and beverage and health and beauty brands so you know, if, if you're in that FMCG sector, sustainable brand, pretty soon, if you're not a B Corp, people will be kind of looking at you sideways going, well, okay. There are better options. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you, if you're making all these claims about, oh, we only, we only source natural ingredients from, you know, small local artisan farmers, you know, in our local catchment area, da, da, da. It's like, well, do you? I mean, because I know these guys do, because I've seen it on their B Corp mm. listing and it's been independently verified. Yeah. So, you know, we've just about touched on it, but broadly, broad brushstrokes, what does the process yeah. actually look like? Yep. So, I mean, it is worth noting that anyone can go online and we'll get links to it. But if, if you Google B Impact Assessment or B Corp Impact Assessment, you can go online and just like Giles has done, you can create an account. It's completely free for you to go and do that. So you can go online and, and have a look at the framework and just see what it looks like and get some ideas for, for you know what you could or should be doing. Get the framework completely for free. And that's really awesome. It always has been free. And I believe it is always going to be free for you to have access to it. If you then decide, actually, do you know what? We really want to do this. The key thing, and again, Genora is a great example of this. So we, we supported them. You, you can give it a go by yourself, 100%. Um, get as many of the team involved in the process as possible because it is such a really cool team engagement tool, having the whole team just look at the business because they will have got ideas and thoughts and concerns around how you're currently doing stuff that they can articulate as they're going through the assessment with you. And you'll get loads of ideas, you'll engage the team and you spread the, the I guess like the, the idea of B Corp across the team so that when they're going back into their day to day, it's like, oh, hang on a minute, on that assessment, I, I remember actually we shouldn't be buying it from this supplier. We should probably buy it from this supplier or, oh, actually this, this one does have a bit more packaging waste on it. So maybe we could look into that. So definitely a big fan of getting everyone to go through the assessment. And really beyond that, it's, it's just a case of going through the assessment line by line, question by question, and just answering them to the to the best of your ability. And that that's really what, what we do. We're, we're kind of like coaches who can just help you go through the assessment. And by virtue of the fact that we've been through it hundreds of times, first time around, a lot of people just look at the question and go, I don't even really know what they're asking mm. me. 
um, so we, we kind of the way we sort of describe what we do is it's it's kind of like you need to take an open book exam, um, but you get the book and it's in Swahili. Um, we're like your your translator who speaks Swahili so that you can read your open book. But yeah, so literally all you've got to do is go through the assessment. And what you need to do currently is is um, reach a score of a minimum of 80 out of 200 points on the assessment. And as soon as you're over 80 out of 200 and you've answered all the questions, if you want to then go on to, to be verified, to get the certification, you submit your assessment for verification. And so your assessment gets sent to someone at B Lab. So my business is a certified B Corporation. If you want to become a B Corp, that, that's what you would be. B Lab is a global nonprofit movement that runs the B Corp certification program. So the regional one for this part of the world is in Melbourne. There's B Lab North America, Sustainer Bay in South America. There's B Labs kind of popping up all over the world. They're almost kind of like a semi-franchise type arrangement where someone has the, the agency or the rights to, to run the B Lab in a region. So, yeah, you submit your assessment and, and an auditor starts going through your questions. And then um, typically what we what we see is they'll ask you to, to reply to maybe 10 of the questions across the assessment just um, in your own time. And then eventually they will book you on for an audit call. So it's typically a 90 minute to two hour Zoom call or Teams call where some of the questions they'll go through and say, oh, so Giles, you say here that you do ABC. Um, can you explain to me a, a recent example of how you've done that? And you'll go, yep, we do this. We did that. Da, da, da. And they'll go, great. OK, I'm happy with that. And then other parts of the assessment, they'll say, OK, Giles, well, that's great. But what I'll now need to see is a invoice proving that you did that. Or I need to see a spreadsheet outlining your suppliers and the claim that they're all within 10 miles of where you're based um, and how much you spend with them. So it's a mixture of verbal audit and and um, I guess like digital physical audit of, of your work. And so long as you're still over the 80 out of 200 mark, having gone through that audit, you'll be invited to pay your certification fee, which is um, it's on a sliding scale. So it's based off your revenue and it goes up in pretty small mm. jumps. Um, yeah. So you pay your certification fee and boom, you're a B Corp. You get to put the logo on your packaging and your website and tell everyone how amazing you yeah, are. Yeah. Just talking about that, you just, you, you know, you mentioned the, the pricing structure. One of the things that, you know, sort of blew me away when I first started looking at this myself and my own brand was, Wow, it's really quite affordable, you know. Con con compared to even yeah. product certifications, it's really quite yeah. cheap, you know, for such an important yeah. big badge of proof. Uh, wow, yeah. it's it, it's very affordable. So and and it, and it goes up, yeah, uh, depending on your revenue, right? So so just talk yeah. about that just quickly. Yeah, so I, I know they're just putting the fees up for entry level. Um, and I think it's I think it's about two to two and a half thousand now. Don't quote me on that. Again, we can get you a link to, to the B Corp website, which has that. But um, yeah, it goes up in to begin with in sort of like 500 buck um, increments, I'm pretty sure. Like it's pretty. And, and the highest fee that you could pay is $50,000. But that's like for a billion dollar mm. business. So and for me, I always say to people, don't don't put this kind of on your accounting system as like, you know, a line item certification fee put the money across operations, marketing, and HR. Because if you're, let's say for the sake of the argument, you, you pay a $5,000 certification fee. If you don't recoup that back through some operational savings, through picking up more customers or maintaining customer loyalty, and or by not recruiting or retaining the best talent, then you've done it wrong. Yeah, I love that. What a fantastic <laughs> insight and way to think about it. That's, that's really very, very cool. So, it, I mean, it sounds like a fairly straightforward process. What What are some of the gotchas? Where do some people get stuck and fall away? You, I mean, you, you must have seen this where people come in, yep. they're bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, want to do it, and then, uh, oh, get stuck, and then they don't <laughs> complete. Where What are some of the big hurdles that you see? Yeah. Um, 
mainly for that for that small to medium enterprise is is time it's resource and I, I myself was the same like I, I first I started my business in late 2015 it took me six months to get myself to, to just sit down and do it and um you know as a small business owner I know what it's like you get to Friday afternoon you've had a massive week you just want to sit down have a beer or a glass of wine or just not think about work and then you're like oh yeah I really do need to go and look at that assessment so business as usual is, is, is normally mm. what what gets in the way um secondly to that would just be people just not feeling confident that they're that they're, like mm -hmm. am i answering the question properly or, or i just don't understand the question you know it, it is a certification it's it's um it doesn't win awards for plain english language use that's for sure there's, there's a couple of questions that even like literally i've probably been through the assessment like 200 times and there's there's even like two there's like two questions that i have to read myself like three times in my head and go okay you yeah, know it's that one yeah yeah this is this is what they're actually asking you so do you do that so yeah those would be the the, the two main things most companies and i think from what we sort of already alluded to like i think most of your listeners well, I say this, this would probably be the thing that actually stops people even doing it. And that's probably more of a challenge is a lot of people go, yeah, but we're, we're not a B Corp yet. And it's like, well, you don't know that because until you actually go and look at the assessment and look at all the questions, mm -hmm. you don't know. And quite a few people are really pleasantly surprised when they start going through the assessment. And it's like, oh, yeah, we do do that. Oh, we do do that. Well, we don't do that, but yeah, we, we were going to do that. So we'll mark that as, yes, we're doing that. And we'll implement that sooner than we thought. So yeah, a lot of people just think that you have to be perfect to be a B Corp and by no means do you, do you have to be perfect. So yeah, just get out, get out and give it a go. Cause you'll be, you'll be really surprised. The, and I think I just one last thing. Um, so there's actually two parts to the assessment. So that the majority of the assessment is, is an operational um, review. So whilst you're doing what you do, how are you doing it? So you have staff, do you pay, you know, what percentage get paid a living wage? Cool. You put your answer in. But there's a second part to the, the B Corp assessment. And depending on your age, um, I either describe it as Super Mario Brothers bonus level or Pokemon hunting. So there's there's um, other questions in the assessment which are called impact business model questions. And so if you can demonstrate that you've gone out of your way to create a more impactful, more positively impactful product through um, social or environmental impact, then you unlock these kind of bonus levels. And that's where the really high scoring products um, or the really high scoring companies typically find their points. So examples of that would be if you have got fair trade in your supply chain, that's an impact business model because the, the legal requirement for selling clothing or food is you get a supplier and as long as they're trading legally and, and ethically, you're in business. You don't have to have a fair trade supply chain. Um, designed to give is another one. So a lot of companies in the retail space um, will have some kind of percentage of revenue or profits that they they have a nominated charity that could potentially unlock you some big bonus points. Um, under the health, uh, sorry, under customers, quite a few um, products might unlock a health impact business model where they have got a product that is providing a healthier alternative to a mainstream product. Um, under environment, um, quite often there's a there's an impact business model called toxin reduction. So if you've got um, certified organic uh, material, um, which could be cotton in in a clothing, or it could be um, yeah organic uh, produce in a in a food based product, that unlocks an impact business model. And quite often good small to medium businesses that are sustainably focused have built their mm. business around one of those things. And so quite often they, they they just don't think that that's like, how is that going to be captured maybe in the impact assessment? So yeah, go, just go and give it a go and you'll be mildly surprised. I think if you, if you, and 
the other thing is, you know, with this we kind of touched on it just before, but small to medium privately owned businesses are the best types of companies to give this a go. Because if you're committed to doing this, if you're the CEO, the founder or, or, the, or the main person running the business, you can make those changes yeah. to meet the benchmark. We're working with a handful of bigger companies, and they they are tricky because it's like, well, we now need to go to the board about this, or we now need to get all the senior leadership team on an offsite to discuss whether we can even think about doing this. So, yeah, small businesses—the little tinny um, uh, analogy—is perfect. You know, if you're committed to doing this, use the assessment as a benchmark, as a framework to just think about, well, what can we do? And and I guess recognizing that. Like I say, so the, the, the highest potential score on B Corp is 200 points. There is no 200 point B Corp. No one has won B Corp yet. There is no perfect company out there. So recognizing that you're not going to be perfect because no one's perfect, but start, see where you are, and then use it as a, as a tool to help you work out how you can be, be be better over the next few years. Yeah, I love the insight there around the sort of like the bonus, the bonus points that you can pick up and quickly and quickly get yourself across the line if you're struggling in a couple of other areas. Because one of the things that we do here, and I spend quite a bit of my time actually doing is working one-on-one with, uh, with econ brand founders to drive purpose through their organization and to help them make a bigger impact in the world, Re- sort of re-engineer their business yep. model a little bit to, to, to make a difference other than just making money. Yep. Um, and you know, the, the, the nice little benefit that I see there is that having gone through that painful process, and by the way, I, I would say that, you know, quite often brands that I start working with are, you know, the founders are feeling a little bit jaded. It's been a tough couple of years and it's getting yep. tougher out there. And when they finish this exercise to, to, to build in purpose into what they're doing the the a whole body language changes from from being kind of oh god I, i'm getting a bit tired of this how do i take it to the next level to being i love yep. this business and jumping out of bed in the morning because they've now seen yep. a whole new reason to to exist and a whole new channel for what they can achieve with the business and so it's so nice to hear that there's just another little benefit to doing that whole exercise in the sense that it's going to help you with your b corp certification as well that's really good yep. to hear no 100 percent so, Tim, how do you, you sort of touched on it already, but how do you guys help these brands if they want to get this? You know, it sounds a bit daunting. How do you make how do you make yep. this all easier for them? Yeah, I mean, that, that is literally our reason for being at the minute. Um, I think it's, you know, by virtue of the fact we've just been doing it for so long, we've just created a really slick process where we start off with what we call our kickoff session. So if you're a smaller company, we might bundle you in with a few other smaller companies and have you like on a public type event. Um, or if you're a slightly bigger company, we do it one-on-one with your entire team. So we, we do this kickoff session, which is a 60-minute interactive workshop on what is B Corp, where did it come from, why is it a thing, and what might you get out of B Corp? And just that alone is almost worth the entry because your team just walk away from that going, this is so cool. Like, I've heard of B Corp. Because typically in a company, there's a, there's a core group in the middle who, like, I've heard of B Corp, I buy B Corp, I think it's great. Um, and when they hear that you're going to be a B Corp, they go, wow, this is so cool. And then there's the next kind of group who are like, I'm really interested in doing more good. It's a bit, maybe it's a bit new to me. And okay, this B Corp thing seems to be pulling all this together. This sounds really cool. So I'm now cool. Um, and then you've always got, well, depending on the size of your business, but there's typically a couple of people left who are like, nah, look, you know, you pay me, I turn up and I'm pretty happy with that as a relationship. And hopefully you might bring some of them into the middle, you know, uh, energize them a bit more. So yeah, we do the kickoff session and then literally um, we book in some one-on-one sessions or if you're a smaller business, we, we, we run you through as a cohort with some other similar business businesses where literally we just go through the questions line by line one by one and coach you through them and just say right what do you think they're asking you here and people go well they're asking me this and we go kind of it's actually more about this is what they're trying to find out 
And then you either go, okay, that's cool. We do that. Or you go, no, we don't really do that. And then we might coach you and go, okay, well, to get there, actually, all you'd need to do would be to do this. So do you think you could do this? And you'll go, yeah, actually, do you know what? I think that's achievable. Great. Okay. Well, there you go. So it's kind of like a mixture of, yeah, coaching, coaching you through the questions, making sure you're answering them correctly, but also providing some um, impact improvement advice as we go through. Because on, on the assessment, the, there's question, the questions are either specifically in the financial year that you're, that you're choosing to be audited on. Did you do this stuff? But some of them are, it doesn't matter whether you technically didn't have them until today, you can get those points. So things like a code of ethics, if you didn't have one in the financial year you're being audited on, that's okay. So long as you have one on the day of audit, and, and if you got and you get audited on it and you have it, you get the points. So there's some impact improvement stuff that we help with. We've also got a suite, we call it our magic folder. It's a, a shared Google Drive that we give to all our clients that's got over 300 documents, examples, templates. So again, things the, the three most common ones are a code of ethics, a whistleblower policy, um, and an ethical marketing policy. A lot of small businesses go, yeah, sure, that sounds like a great thing, particularly as we're scaling up, you know, a code of ethics and a whistleblower policy. Yeah, sure, that sounds great. Uh, where do I find the time to write one? I said, well, don't worry, we've got one. So re really our whole thing is speed and efficiency and accountability to get you through doing the assessment so that you go you can get it done mm. um yeah with, with advice and some hand-holding just just to make sure you get it done and you, and you do it right first time amazing i mean that sounds uh like a really excellent service not just because you are you know very experienced in what you're doing but because you know unlike many kind of education programs you're actually actively going through the questions one by one uh and implementing as you go and instead yeah. of just being oh this is great and it you know you come away going right now yeah. i've got to do it all you're actually getting yeah. stuff you get done it done on the way which is absolutely yeah. brilliant I, I love the yeah. idea of that and I, and I know that's going to resonate with a lot of people because time is time is the the the, the clincher isn't it when, when it comes to you know your small team yeah I mean, like I say, I, I describe the process as rigorous but achievable. But most most companies that, like I say, that, that you're involved with are probably doing a lot of it already. We just need to document it. Well, you having to go and collate and create a twenty page document, there's no there's no real value. You know, like if we've got a template that you can use as a baseline, yes, go and edit it, change the language, make it more yours, but at least it's a starting point. Mm. So, yeah, we, we just want to get rid of as many of the rubbish hours that you might have to go and do to go and create a document when actually there's a, a perfectly usable one. But yes, you still need to go and share it with the team and explain to them, hey, we now have a code of ethics. That means this is this is what we do. And again, talking to Colleen from Genora yesterday, because it's fresh in my mind. You know, she was just saying that there was loads of things that that um, for her or Monique as kind of like early, Monique's the founder, Colleen, early stage employee. She said there was just so much in our head that we presumed that the employees knew. Like, well, we we knew in our head that we had a flexible working policy. So as long as you kind of do what needs to be done, we don't, kind of don't really care when you're in the office. Well, the rest of the team didn't know that because it was in their head. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there's lots of little things like that. And again, for that sort of startup business, it's like I, I'm kind of going through the process at the minute. We, we've got a team now in the company and everything's in my head. So it's like, I, I know I've got to try and get it out to let the other team members be effective. So it's yeah. useful for that as well. Amazing. Well, Tim, thanks so much for all the work you're doing to make this whole thing easier for, for brands and, and small businesses. Much appreciated. Where where do people go if they want to engage you to help them get through this? So the easiest place is just come and um, look at our website, which is growgood.co. Um, there's some links and resources on there. We've got a free ebook. So if you're kind of still a bit be curious, not quite sure, um, I, I guess if you've got show notes, we can get a link to that. But if you go 
to the website, there's a, there's a link to download a free ebook, which is basically called To Be or Not To Be, the What, Why and How of B Corp certification. And then, yeah, if you're really keen, just click on book a call. We can have a Zoom call with you and, and have a chat. And then um, we were sort of saying just before we, we came on air, we, we do have a, re- a really neat offering we just launched for the really small businesses. So if you're a micro or a small business of so like one to two co-founders, we've got this cohort offer, which we've, we've the first two have filled up within like, literally an hour of us launching them um so if you're a small business we've got a, a really well-priced cohort package to help you get through tim thanks so much for chatting with me today i've learned a heap about uh the whole b corp process and i hope uh, as listeners you you've sort of become a lot more comfortable with the concept of doing it and 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 the the ability your ability as an owner to tackle the whole process so tim thanks very much for joining us pleasure thank you okay back to giles again for my top takeouts And firstly, if you've been listening to this show for a while, you've probably already heard this message time and again from other B Corps we've had on before. But if you think that B Corp sounds like something that would be a useful fit for your brand, the earlier you get started, the better off you're going to be. The smaller you are as a brand, especially when it comes to things like team size, the number of supplies you have and the number of products you have, the easier it's going to be to complete the process. This is definitely not something that only big brands can do. Tim's point very clearly was, if you're listening to this show, you have a sustainable brand and you're not yet a B Corp, you'll probably be pleasantly surprised at how many of the things that you're already doing will help you get towards that 80 points pass mark. Secondly, I loved Tim's analogy of B Corp being like a Swiss army knife of benefits. Becoming a B Corp will help you build a better business. It will help you attract and retain staff help you attract customers, help you enter new markets, especially places like the US and the UK. It'll help you connect with better suppliers and the list goes on and on. Like Tim said, if you're not seeing real cost savings as a result of implementing the B Corp blueprint, you're probably doing it wrong. But all that being said, it is a pretty full on process as you would expect for something that looks at your business as a whole. That usually seems pretty daunting, especially for founder-led brands, so it's definitely worth getting a guide. You can actually find a long list of B-Lab consultants on the B Corporation site, and I'll give you a direct link to that in the show notes. But one thing I love about GrowGood's solution, especially for smaller brands, is their new cohort approach, which makes tackling B Corp and getting help an order of magnitude more affordable. So I hope you found today's show useful. Once again, I'd like to thank Tim for joining me and sharing his expertise with us today. I'll be back with you again next week with more stories from the world of sustainable e-commerce. So until then, keep building your brand for a healthier planet.